Welcome back to Up and to the Right podcast. Thank you for joining us for today's Father's Day Takeover Edition. My name is Gavin Fouts, and I have the great pleasure of interviewing today your regular host and my father, Rodney Fouts. Dad, how you doing? <laughs> you know what? I cannot be doing any better right now because I'm sitting down with you and uh, hanging out with my son, my favorite son, believe it or not. <laughs> Can you believe it? The only one. It's so I am thrilled uh, to be able to have this opportunity. And thank you, Gavin, for doing this. Hey, the pleasure's all mine. Whenever I was asked to maybe think about interviewing you for Father's Day, I was really excited because you know what? I like you as a father. You've been a great dad. And uh, you've been a great dad to not only me, but many other people. So this is a great opportunity for us to ask you about fatherhood, Father's Day, and get some of your insight. <laughs> well, that that I don't know how much insight you're gonna get, but I'm enjoying the conversation. Now, I do know this, is that uh, I'm trying, I'm in an awkward situation right now because the tables are turned. Uh, it's usually me sitting in your seat, asking the questions of guests. And so um, I'm actually a little bit nervous today. I'm not usually this way. It's usually simple. I'm just asking the questions, somebody else giving me the answers. And uh, you're trying to turn the tables, or you, you have turned the tables on me, so. Don't um, worry, I'm sure you'll talk your way right out of it. That'll be great. <laughs> so let's talk about it. How about it? So, Dad, what's special about Father's Day to you? Well, I mean, obviously it's the, um, um, it's being a father, it's, it's you, it's Phaedra, it's Annabeth, and uh, the joy that you bring in my life. And so um, to see what you have done and your accomplishments, uh, see you serving Christ. And uh, Father's Day specifically, you know, I remember you texted me just a couple of weeks ago asking me what I wanted for Father's Day. I really never answered it. I just wanted you to show in, to come home, <laughs> to come home and to be together. And that's what I want. Yep. And uh, that means more to me than anything else. Well, we're excited to be celebrating with you. Hopefully, we'll get you a good gift. We'll see. You are notoriously hard to buy for, but that's okay. Um, so, in light of Father's Day, I, I wanted to get your opinion on what it means to be a father. What, what does that mean to you? Well, I mean, I think understanding historically what people would say, it's uh, uh, to provide mm -hmm. and to protect. And I think that's very important. Um, is to provide for those. You know, the Bible even says that uh, if, if you do not take care of uh, your family, you're worse than an unbeliever. Yeah. And so I, I even talk to some um, wives sometimes that feel like they're, you know, their husband, they want them or want them to be a better spiritual leader in their family for their kids. And, their, and what they mean by that oftentimes is that they want them to be really in depth in God's word and almost kind of do what I do to the people on Sunday in regards to teaching God's word and breaking. And, you know, and I know maybe their husband and their father and I'm like, they're a good man. Mm. They love them. They provide for them. Mm. They protect them. They go to work and make a good income mm. for them mm. to be able to have food on the table mm. and a roof over their head. And they actually just care for their kids. Yeah. Now, we always kind of want somebody to be more than what they are. But, you know, that is, I think, even going back to the scripture, it's very important, just those basic things of life, of being able to provide for your family and to protect them is very important. Now, in regards to the spiritual sense, you know, God the Father gives us two words that I feel like speaks to what being a father is, is the word love and the word gave. Mm. And, you know, for God so loved 
the world hmm. that he gave. And that word love and give um, really is the heart of God the Father. Hmm. And now, yes, I can provide and even protect without really giving everything out on the table for them and, and really loving them the way Father. I think ultimately, though, it's can I love and give the way my Heavenly Father gave? And so that's the challenge of being a father. Yeah, I can certainly identify with that. I know as a new father of two, uh, it really requires and draws out more from you every single day. That outpouring, that self-giving really does become part of the central element of what it means to be a father, yeah. as well as protecting and providing. Um, what would you say? So I have kids of my own. You obviously have children of your own. Um, is this fatherhood concept of protecting, providing, self-giving, is that limited to only people who can have children of their own? Oh, absolutely not. And, you know, um, I love to watch when you come home, like on some Fridays, because that's a day that for me is semi-off, and I'll, uh, Shannon and I oftentimes go up and beat you before you get home. And so when you drive up and the kids hear that garage door uh, or know that you're coming in, oh, they get so excited. Uh, it was just Gideon, now obviously Shepherd too. His ears perk up and his eyes look to the door and they get so excited about um, seeing you. And so that's, that's very important, very important. And so your question again was? Well, so if I don't have my own children, yeah. like what does it mean to be a father? Can you be a father? Oh, absolutely. And I think that, uh, again, it's going back to loving and mm -hmm. giving, giving of yourself and loving mm -hmm. others. Um, and if there is a need for being for spiritual fathers, uh, I think this generation needs it as much as any generation ever mm -hmm. was uh, to need it. And so I think that it is our responsibility uh, to be able to be a father in some form or fashion of other people. And that could be somebody, it could be, we, we could be talking to somebody that's listening in right now that is a, um, an employer. And so they have young men coming in to work for them. Uh, some of those young men are desperately going to be needing spiritual fathers in their life. What is it that you can do to, to be able to provide that for them, to be able to speak into their life, to be able to love on them, to correct them, uh, to discipline them, but do it in a godly manner. Um, and, and pray and look for those opportunities to be able to speak into their life. Uh, that can happen for coaches uh, that are coaching young boys to play baseball or basketball uh, or even instruments or as a band director. Or There's so many ways in which um, men can be spiritual fathers. In fact, if you be light in darkness, if you be hope out there, if you be the, just the hands and feet of Jesus Christ, mm. those opportunities are going to come to be able to be uh, fathers to people that need it so desperately because there's so many out there young men and women who don't have that yeah. um somebody who really has been there for them as a fa physical father and so there is that incredible need and um i think that you ask and look for those opportunities and they will come to you you know that brings up a, a burning question in my mind as well is you know for many of us and for a growing number of people even, they lack having had the father they always wanted. In order to be a great father, did you need to have had a good father? For those of you who don't know, like my initials are RGF, my son's initials are RGF, your initials are RGF, 
your father's initials are RGF. You come from a long line of Yeah, and his fathers. fathers are RGF. That's right. So it seems that, you know, we've had good examples, at least I've had good examples of what it means to be a good father who loves and cares and protects and provides. Is that necessary to be a good father yourself? Well, it's obviously an advantage. Um, you know, the, and, and, and for those who have had that advantage, mm -hmm. um, Jesus is very clear to whom much is given, much is required. Uh, so um, it is incumbent upon me not only to take what I have been given so freely and freely give out to other people. Uh, but if somebody's listening right now and they have not had that, mm. maybe they had a dad that just, he checked out on them, abandoned them, maybe never known your father, maybe you've known your father, but your father was an absentee father, uh, abusive father. Um, and the answer to that is you can still be a great father. Mm. Uh, Ezekiel chapter 18 I mean, for those that are listening, go read it because it is just a powerful. It just basically says, it says, hey, if you've had a, a horrible father, yeah. um, then you can turn around and still be a great father yeah. uh, because you have a heavenly father. That's our hope mm. as a follower of Jesus Christ is that ultimately it's about our heavenly father that guides us. So I've, I've got an incredible dad who loved me, who disciplined me who did it, and his discipline was in, in a godly, godly sense. Um, I embraced that. Uh, even growing up, I understood that. And as a, an adult, I definitely grasped and understand what the privilege I had. Okay. But my dad wasn't perfect. Uh, my dad made mistakes. My dad um, couldn't always make the perfect, wisest judgment and decision in every scenario. Uh, but our Heavenly Father does. Mm. And when we turn to him and learn from him and learn of him, oh man, there is no excuse. There's no excuse for anybody. Uh, they may have had a harder path to get there, uh, but ultimately all of us can be great fathers, no matter uh, the father figures we had or did not have in our life. Man, that's so encouraging to think that for each one of us, we can grow we can become all that God created us to be. Um, did you ever feel, at least raising us kids, or even now, that you didn't have what it took to be a father? Did you ever feel inadequate as a father? And if you did, how did you <laughs> deal with those feelings? Oh my goodness. Yes, oftentimes felt inadequate. Um, a lot of times those inadequacies were because of maybe comparison, uh, thinking others are better than me. Uh, it could be that even thinking my dad, because my dad had a, had a great dad, like well, he had all the answers and I don't, which was not the case. He was just as uh, mm. struggling as I was. Uh, but sometimes you look at your dad and put him up on a pedestal and think that they've got it all together. And they, they don't. Um, they have more learned experience um, from life than you do because of just age. Uh, but um, no, I had lots of those evenings and days where I struggled greatly uh, and wrestled with this um, idea of like, you know, am I making the right decisions? Am I doing the right thing? Am I, there was times of hopelessness and helplessness. It, you were a prime example of that when you were a very small child. And I was like, God, I need your help because you were going through a phase of, oh man, stubbornness and disobedience. And I'm talking as a small kid. 
And I was like, I mean, we're, we would correct you and put you in timeout and you would flat out disobey. <laughs> then, we, then we'd spank you and you'd just flat out disobey. <laughs> just one after another. And Shannon was like, we were on wit's end trying to figure out mm-hmm. what do we do with this mm-hmm. kid? Mm-hmm. And, um, but, and I felt inadequate. Mm-hmm. I felt like I needed the help um, of God, which is very important because yeah. I think God never wants us to be in a place where we feel like we can do it without him. Yeah. <laughs> he has a way of humbling us, doesn't he? He does. Mm-hmm. He does. And and he never wants us to be in that place where we feel like, hey, you know what? I can just handle this mm-hmm. on my own. Mm-hmm. And if we are aware of life's challenges, truly, uh, we really will realize that, um, hey, I can't do this without God's help. Yeah. And anything that I have accomplished, whether I realize it or not, has been the help of God. So, yes, I felt lots of inadequacy. And that's where I had to keep turning back to him and other godly examples in my life and seeking advice. Hmm, That's good. Um, Okay, so turning the tables a little bit, shifting gears. Some fathers have superpowers. Actually, I think pretty much every father has a superpower. Some have super dad reflexes. Some have dad strength. If you had a father superpower, what would it be? (laughs) <laughs> oh, a father superpower, what would it be? I actually haven't thought about that before. And um, that's a very good one. I know my suggestion, but, but I'm going to let you. Okay, well, go uh, ahead. You you tell, tell me your suggestion. Well, I think your dad's superpower, and you've told it maybe from the stage a couple times, okay. is you have this ability to whistle. And no matter where your children are, at any point in time, they will hear your whistle and no one else will hear that whistle. <laughs> it's incredible. I don't know how you developed it, yeah. but I want to know the secret. Yeah, yeah. No, that, that, uh, I don't know the secret to that either, but I do know that it works. Um, I don't know how you did it, but, um, and it started from playing sports, uh, especially when we got a little bit older and basically the coaches told you that, um, you know, parent fans, you have to step and no coaching your kids. And um, you would be in center field of a baseball game and wind would be blowing, uh, noise in the stands, uh, speakers going on, you know, the, the uh, playing music or whatever. And I'd be out there and go, and then you would look up and see me. And it wouldn't be loud. It would not be much louder than that. And no one else would really notice. And then I would like point that way, that way, or go this way <laughs> to position yeah, yourself. Yeah, I can remember that vividly right here, right now, being in center field or even on uh, the football field Oh, in the middle of a 6A high school football game and yes. hearing your whistle. You would be in the huddle. Coming out of the huddle or, so, or like a, usually a timeout, usually a huddle, I wouldn't be inter- interrupting you, but a timeout or something, but you'd be on the middle of the field and the band would be going at it. Cheerleaders would be cheering. Fans would be screaming. I'd go, and then you'd turn around, look up in the stands and I would just give you the thumbs up and, uh, or just. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. So um, as we're wrapping up, do you have anything that you would want to say to the fathers out there to encourage them? Because being a father's not easy. There's tons of challenges, pitfalls all along the way. If you could say one thing to encourage fathers, what would it be? Well, I would say don't give up. Keep showing up. Keep going to God. Mm-hmm. And that's what I would say. Um, and you got to keep showing up. Mm. A lot of greatness in life is just the idea of just keep showing up. Uh, and a lot of people, they quit out and they quit on something long before they get to see the fruit of, of their labor. And um, that's the way with marriages. 
sometimes you just have to stick it out. And um, you just have to realize that I, I can do this with the help of God and with the help of others. Um, and you may feel inadequate. You may feel less than. You may feel like you can't do this. And you're right. You can't. None of us really can without the help of God. Um, and so we just keep showing up. So let me just ask this of you, Gavin. Okay. What is, what is fathering been for you? Have you enjoyed uh, two kids now? Uh, you've got Gideon and you've got Shepherd, And Gideon turned two just about a month and a half ago. Mm. And then uh, Shepherd is nine months old. Almost nine months. Almost nine months. Mm-hmm. That's right. Uh, it's been a whole new experience for me. Obviously, uh, in life, we learn to take on more responsibilities and um, be more effective, achieve more things. But the one thing that fathering has begun to teach me since day one is really what you got at earlier, what it means to give of yourself. You know, the door to happiness opens outward in the Christian life. It doesn't open inward. The more I try and pull into myself, the more I feel empty. And the deepest joy out of fatherhood so far has been pouring love into my wife and then my boys and seeing them become all that they were meant to be. Watching and growing and learning from them has been so exciting from the mundane moments of 5.30 a.m., 4.30 a.m., giving a bottle to throwing him up in the air and feeling uh, the exultation of his laugh, right? Yeah. And so it's been a truly transformative experience. I don't do 75% of what I used to do, what I want to do, but my life has been so much enriched, more enriched by uh, my boys. You know, one of the things you said, you don't get to do some of the things you used to do. One of those is reading. You used to be an avid reader. And I think you're an avid reader when you get a chance now, but I I remember telling you like, that's going to change when you have kids. And it's one, it's one thing with just work changing that, but with kids that changes it. And one thing I appreciate about you that I encourage every father that's listening right now to do is that giving that love and that give God loved, God gave is that when you come home from work, even though it may be a tiresome day of work, you put in a lot of energy. I believe that Gavin Fouts gives the best of his day when he comes home to his kids. I can certainly say it is the best of my day. Yeah. Uh, it's the most fun I have. And we definitely but get- But you physically give the best oh, yeah. to him. You have to suck it up. And that's yeah, what I tell right. people. I, one of the things that I tried to do uh, throughout my life is that when I come in, I don't want to just sit in front of the TV and veg and like, I got to recover from the day. No, I suck it up and I mentally yeah. prepare on the way home that you know what, when I walk through those doors, I want to give my best. I've given my best to people all day. Yep to serve them and to do the best of my job. But why do I give my best to them who most of those people, you know, I'm not going to do life with the rest of my life, but I'm raising these children and a wife that I love. I'm going to come home and I'm going to give my best to them. I'm going to all my energy. 100%. And it's a matter of priorities. And we have to reframe our priorities exactly like you said. Who's going to be with me in the long haul? Who's going to be taking care of me? Hopefully when I'm 80, when I'm 90, and I, I want it to be my boys. I want to have a deep relationship with them that flows and grows and flowers into something bigger and more beautiful every day. And um, why waste the best of my energy on people I'm not going to know or see tomorrow or next year? 
So let me ask you, 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 you got, the Bible says train up a child in the way they should go. What, how does that fit into your life as a father? You know, that is an incredibly difficult question right now. And this is something I'm in the midst of answering for myself and for Haley and I. We're trying to figure out what does that mean to train up a child? We're talking about discipline, so many other things, education. Um, but so much, and this maybe I'm shirking my responsibilities here. Maybe this is uh, me not understanding the full grasp of what's going on in parenthood. But I was once told that by the time you pick up your first child rearing book, you're about 10 to 15 years too late because all the habits that you're going to bring to parenting are already developed. The person you are is what you're gonna pass on to your kids, not some tips or tricks you learn in a book. I'm not saying that books aren't are bad. I love books. You were just talking about how much I love books. I love to read and gain knowledge, but really what matters is the person you're bringing to the table. And so when it comes to rearing up a child in the way they should go, you know, uh, whenever uh, the Israelites were uh, going about their day, in the morning, in the middle of the day, in the evening, they would say the Shema. They would repeat to themselves that the Lord your God is one. And then they would also mm. talk about scripture as they go on the road, whatever they're doing. And it's a part of, it's called being part of your being, yeah. right? Whenever you exemplify and lead the life that you want your child to lead, that is training them up in the way they should go. And they won't depart from it because you are living in congruence with what you're teaching. And that's what I want. I desperately want to live my life the same on the outside as it is on the inside. And, and that's hard. And it takes setting priorities, taking time to evaluate why am I doing things? And is this really what God wants for our life? So it's not easy. We're still in the midst of it and Haley and I are trying to figure it out. Oh, and you're doing a, such a great job. I'm so excited uh, about watching you raise up your kids. And I tell you that to me as a father is one of the greatest joys now as a grandfather is that um, they call me Tutu. So that's... <laughs> I Please, everyone, forgive him. We'll come <laughs> to love it. That's a great name. Tutu is the best name ever. It's Hawaiian. It's Hawaiian. Hawaiian for, gra Hawaiian for grandfather. And so, but um, you know, I just think about watching you raise your kids, and I just want to kind of, kind of end on this: is that um, it's so thrilling because I remember several moments um, growing up that were really moments for me that I just relished. Um, one of those was I talked about the discipline thing with you earlier and the stubbornness and how that um, Shannon and I struggled and I, me and you I locked ourselves in this in a little um, it was the laundry room and just I got on my knees because I'd spanked you I tried to discipline you and you were just just determined that you were not going to obey and it was very concerning for Shannon. I was like, what is wrong with our kid? And I just began to pray. And I just, I was crying so hard because I was feeling inadequate. I was feeling helpless. I was feeling like I couldn't do this. And just me and you, and I remember just praying in that room and you walking over to me, you was angry, you was mad. And then you walked over to me, put your arm around me. And you were just about four years old. Mm. And you put your arm around me. And that was a time that I look back on 
that it was different from then on. Hmm. Did you still have discipline issues? Oh yeah, every child, every person does. But there was a switch with you. Hmm. I remember as a uh, teenager too, uh, your first home run when you were uh, 11 years old and uh, you hit that home run. I could not have been more proud. Like he hit a home run. And it was almost like to see you succeed in life hmm. is really, for a father, for a real father, uh, it's really not about what you get. It's, it's to see the, your, your kids flourish. Yeah. It's to see them shine. It's to see them, uh, and more than baseball, and that was just a, on, on the field, is to see you become the man of God that you are mm-hmm. and to be the husband that you are and the father that you are, the discipler that you are, and the passionate pursuit of Christ. That matters more than anything else. And so I'm a proud daddy because I see you being this amazing man of God that you are. Thanks, Dad. That that means a lot to me. I, I you know, I, I'm a, I'm taken aback. Thank you. Um, so uh, we celebrated Father's Day this weekend. Uh, anything else we need to know for this week coming up? Uh, or yeah, no, we had a great weekend at North Church. Uh, in fact, we. Um, it's really kind of amazing because on Mother's Day, we give a lot of gifts away. For the Father's Day, we show up and say, hey, give blood. So we're giving blood all weekend. And so uh, that's what we do for the men. We take their blood. It's that self-giving, right? <laughs> self-giving. That's exactly right. So, but we had a great weekend. We're looking forward to next weekend. Uh, actually, next weekend um, is in two weekends. Excuse me, in two weekends. I'm going to be having a guy named Blaine Bartell. It's going to be at church. And Blaine Bartell has an incredible message of literally hitting rock bottom, yeah. running from God, if as a minister of the gospel too, yeah. and then how God turned that around. His deal was pornography, it was yeah. lust, it was all those things. So if you know of anybody, if anybody out there is, I hope that they make sure to be at church and to hear this guy speak. Yeah, certainly. I've heard Blaine and know Blaine myself as well and can say that his story is so powerful um, and the, the transparency and the freedom that God has brought him into is uh, truly inspirational for all of us and what God wants to bring all of yeah. us into. So yeah, be there, uh, it'll be great. Uh, Thank you guys for joining us for this special Father's Day takeover edition of Up and to the Right. Please like and share this episode and subscribe to the podcast, wherever pods are cast. Thank you guys for joining us and we'll see you next time.